Are you ready for the most incisive SJW album ever ever written by a pop star? <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, um, Jorbum Bunghole has solved racism once and for all yeah. through the power of music and God and love and bastardized MLK quotes. <laughs> Thank God we live in a post-justice world. Welcome to the Guys of the Box Set. It's the internet's only hot take machine. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And yes, I know what you're all thinking. What does just imbibe her have to say about the racial unrest of 2020? Mm -hmm. What does he have to say about everything that happened, about George Floyd, Mm -hmm. about the protests? Mm -hmm. And this is his answer. This is the album. (laughs) Justice Beef Broth himself really digs into the two-word title, Just Ice. What does that mean? Is it a cold day? Is he making a sly reference to the immigration and... What is... I forget what it stands for. You know, the the evil agency full of Nazis. (laughs) What does he mean? Well, we're going to find out. We're going to figure out how to teach you what what it's all about. Maybe it just means that he loves his wife. (laughs) Maybe Uh, that's what it means. Did you think about that? I don't get it. <laughs> That's literally what this whole album is about. Oh, right. Okay. And then there's there's <laughs> yes. ju- there's a couple moments of MLK quotes apropos of absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yes. I was searching for a pun there. Yes. Uh <laughs> in terms of subject matter, it's all about uh what's her name? Haley? Hey Haley Baldwin. That's right. Cuz I spent like oh, an yeah. hour talking about the Baldwins last <laughs> week for no reason. <laughs> You gotta rein me in, uh, Cameron. I'm just all over the place. I'm like I'm like a little dog that's just like darting around the living room, just like yapping at the corners. And you gotta like get one of those like laser shot collars and just like zap me into a little corner. So I wanted to talk about Justin Beefheart. <laughs> the real identity of Captain Beefheart we've <laughs> considered covering on this show. Uh he's Commander Beefheart to- now. <laughs> <laughs> Admiral Beefheart. <laughs> um, I wanted I wanted to talk about um, uh, uh, Justice Bebop because of all of his jazz licks. Um, <laughs> no, because I had this suspicion that I would that maybe his music was actually super good, and um, that his lyrics, even if they were written by committee, were good. And I think. It basically came down to the only... I didn't find anything new that I really loved. I just... Mm -hmm. So far, and I'm sure he'll make more stuff and we'll have to cover it. Mm -hmm. But uh, so far, I've only really liked What Do You Mean in a like half-ironic kind of way. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Love Yourself, which I think is a great song. Mm -hmm. But when compared to like, I don't know, like Taylor Swift's discography... Mm-hmm. Like she has a bunch of songs that are on the level of love yourself or better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and I still feel wishy-washy about her music. Um, <laughs> and Justin <coughs> Beetlejuice is uh, nowhere. Well, don't say that two more times. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> um, is nowhere near as compelling to me. And yeah, it's been a little bit of a disappointment to me. Uh, I think especially the more religious it's gotten. And uh, this album is the worst example in his discography of sort of the conflation of romantic monogamous straight love and mm-hmm. um american christianity yes he and, is uh, like going more and more into ccm as time goes by yeah <laughs> yep yeah and uh two, two I mean, things i'm profoundly suspicious of <laughs> <laughs> together <CCM>. at last <laughs> Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I yeah. He's his story. It's he starts off as pop teen tween. Maybe I forget. He was sixteen, so tw- six, uh, teenager pop sensation. Yeah. Everyone's punching bag, the butt of all the jokes, but still like super popular, super successful, and just kind of like aging into being a pretty mediocre pop star. <laughs> who you know can sing pretty well and is like pretty popular but it's like eh, he doesn't have the he doesn't have much substance to his music yeah i mean i will say i don't know who's responsible for what in his music i think his melodies and production and delivery have gotten better yes. gradually mm-hmm. i think this album sounded good and some of the songs I specifically enjoyed listening to, not necessarily in any way that I could put my finger on or like talk about in an entertaining way on a podcast, ah, you know? So that's good. Like I don't, yeah, like I don't have like a music theory corner, I don't think, you know, for this album uh, mm-hmm. at any point. Uh, yeah, it's mostly just like, I think it's like smart pop production, but um I think one thing that I appreciate about his music that he's been doing for a couple albums now is uh, the spare arrangement, you know, just having a lot of space in his arrangements, like Mm -hmm. one guitar, one voice, stuff like that. Like he always has a few songs like that in his albums in the last three albums. And um, you don't hear a whole lot of that. And uh, I like that. Yeah, it's it's a good choice. It's just faith in the artist. Oh, boy. (laughs) And in the arrangement. Speaking of triggering words. <laughs> faith, faith. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of George Michael and that's nice. Um, yeah. We're, I mean, we're definitely going to get into the, the uh, dog whistly um, religious stuff for sure. Um, yeah. This, I mean, this is, this came out this year, March. Um, I don't know if he's going to like keep releasing albums on such a rapid schedule. This came out 13 months after the previous one, which is um, pretty incredible um, to turn something around that fast. The genius comment, and I quote, says, COVID has been bad, but we did get two albums from Mabim Bam and Taylor in a year. Uh, so Albums? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from from Justin Mabimbam. Oh, Justin, Justin Mabimbam. Mabim Bam. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know those, uh, those next, boys recorded an uh, album. Um, the next comment just says, this is so mature of Justin. 
<laughs> a little sneak peek to the first track. Wow. Uh, just imagine what kind of headspace you have to be in to log onto a website and navigate to the lyrics in order to post something like that. Just try, try to imagine being that person. We're sitting yeah, here it's and just like, imagining it. Did they set a reminder yeah. like, in their notes app or something? <laughs> they put it on their calendar. They block off the time with do not disturb. <laughs> Gotta go on the genius. It's my duty as a genius. Mm-hmm. Should we get into these songs? Yeah, why not? Uh, the first one is called Too Much. My breath. More times than you can digest Music every time I hear your name oh. Your head's laying right on my chest Sun's up but I still ain't got no rest Don't wanna close my eyes, I'm scared I'll miss too much Don't wanna fall asleep, I'd rather fall in love When I can't feel you, I feel out of touch Man, that's so pretty Mm-hmm, it is pretty It's gorgeous the singing is lovely. The piano, the arranging, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. I'm bored by this song, lyrically. Mm-hmm. It's about how infatuated he is. Do you think he his, loves his wife, his or wife? at least is invested loves- <laughs> in uh, appearing so? <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of getting into like the opposite of the lady doth protest too much. Mm-hmm. Like it's like calm down. <laughs> it's a very Christian pastor style of just like, oh, my wife's so hot. (laughs) For Mm -hmm. people who didn't grow up going to church, this is a thing that pastors Mm -hmm. talk about, like uh, at the pulpit, especially like like, cool youth pastors. Yeah, and how how great sex is not when you're how great sex is (laughs) not 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 for you, but for me because I'm married and you don't get to, but I do, and it fucking rules. Yeah, Jesus is right there in the room. <laughs> Jesus likes to lend, lend a helping hand Again, sometimes. Again, I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> this is a thing that I was told as a child. <laughs> <laughs> By yes. an adult. Mm-hmm. Talking about having sex with his wife. To a room full of children. Yes. I mean, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of anything wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Two seconds without you like, like what, two it's, months. It's, this is one of the many reasons why just like when I hear, you know, people complain about like, you know, leather at pride or whatever. I'm just like, come on, <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been exposed to so much inappropriate sexual shit as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, like, of course, there's like all the weird incest and like uh, rape and violence and stuff in the Bible, of course. Learned about that stuff at a very young age. (laughs) Mommy, what does it mean that Lot's daughters lay with him? (laughs) Mommy, what's instnest? (laughs) Instnest. I think most of my sound samples are from this song. Yeah. Um, So, a couple music things to talk about. This is actually a music theory corner. Um. There's a cool form in the pre-chorus. Uh, basically, it sets up this four-bar phrase. Pregnant from a pre-chorus, everyone. So just <laughs> be careful out there. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did that just become the episode title? 
<laughs> yeah. Is that why you're saying no? <laughs> type of type of type. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I think we need to pull out, start over. <laughs> oh, um, so Good yes ending. The pre-chorus sets up this four-bar phrase with three lines of lyrics. Um, I think you may have played it. I say I love you under my breath more times than you can digest. Music every time I hear your name. Space, space, space. And then it sets up the expectation of repeating that form. Another four bars, another three lines. But instead, it goes, your head's laying right on my chest. Sun's up, I ain't got no rest. Don't want to close my eyes. I'm scared. I'll miss too much. That's where the chorus starts. Um, Mm -hmm. So it turns it into uh, a two-bar phrase of 4-4 time. And it cuts. It's sort of, it's like enjamming. Mm-hmm. Kind of, but with like the musical form, um, it cuts into the middle of that form that it sets up, and uh, I think it's, I think it's pretty effective. Um, I think it's in- pretty engaging. So, if you want to play that sound sample that says "cool form" here, yeah. I say love you under my breath more times than you can digest. Music every time I hear your name. Oh, that's the your right on my chest. Sun's up and I still ain't got Here's no where it deviates. Don't wanna close my eyes, I'm scared I'll miss too much. Don't wanna fall asleep, I'd rather fall in love. So I would argue that um the chorus starts um like f- four bar uh, or four beats before uh that don't want to close my eyes. So it's like one, two, three, four, don't want to close my eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. Like really, really quick notes in that pickup there. One, two, three, four, don't want to close my eyes. I'm scared. I'll miss too much. So it starts early on there. Um, yeah. I, I think it's clever songwriting. I agree. Uh, I like that. Yeah. It's interesting formally. Uh, one more thing that I want to point out is that, um, we don't talk about this kind of thing very often in Think Outside the Box set because I don't think it happens very often. But mm-hmm. um, in the final chorus, uh, this is one of those songs with a very simple arrangement, right? It's just piano and a few sort of spacey effects and voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the piano, I think it basically stays with the same basic chords, but it doesn't really matter because they're kind of modal and there's not a lot of tension in the chords. Mm-hmm. And the way that it builds tension is that it changes register and it changes inversion. Um, and and uh, there's different extensions on the chords. But they're mm-hmm. still very simple voicings, ultimately. Um, so you've heard the chorus. Now let's hear the um, much different piano c- chord voicings in the last chorus. Yeah. It's it's little moments like that that feel like there's a lot of character in the arrangement because um, mm-hmm. you have to have some little moments of variation. But you don't want it to be constant variation because you don't want it to distract from the vibe of the song. I think it's just a perfect amount of like calling attention to itself, the the piano voicings as like a, you know, because I think a typical listener would just not really listen to the piano and just listen to Justin's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that's a moment that would call attention to the piano for just a moment. Um, yeah. And I think those little moments of the sl- musical sleight of hand, um, I think is effective there and is just good, good arranging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I like yeah. that. Okay. Um, now the only other thing I want to talk about in this song is what do you think of this MLK impression that Justin does? Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> you died when you refused to stand up for Justin. <laughs> I think it sounds just like him. <laughs> oh shit. I played the wrong sound sample. I play. I played the from the beginning of uh, track number seven. Okay, Oops. play the too much one. Okay, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Do you do you think that that Beat Root had to like have vocal coaching? To... <laughs> it sounds a lot like him. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's uh yeah it's um because this is the first song of the album that that is the the kickoff for the entire album um seems a little bit self serving maybe um for you to name your uh album justice and then open with this grand quote about justice being threatened kind of making it sound like you're co opting the quote to be about people threatening your own album and that's yeah. that's weird <laughs> it did totally that's does. very weird <laughs> I was not expecting that. Uh, so okay what else should we talk about in this album well actually one last thing on this song this is like the most reliant k like christian music ass verse i think we've seen from uh justin so far Mm. verse two love the way you love your mom take on all your friends problems still somehow stop the world for us oh i still relive that second i met my biggest blessing prayed for you look what god has done uh, uh, uh. This is very much the like the woman as servant, the woman who you mm-hmm. know is there to realize everyone else's dreams, yes. to support everyone else. She only exists um, for other people, right? Which isn't inherently bad. Some people like to live their lives that way of all genders, mm-hmm. um, but it it smells a certain kind of way in this song, mm-hmm. <laughs> like. <laughs> And and specifically in like church culture, that is a way that women are um, complimented, mm-hmm. and a way that they are um, sort of implicitly threatened. You know, like don't act in a different way. This is what we appreciate from women. Mm-hmm. We don't want you to be headstrong. We don't want you to challenge anyone. We don't want you to be too interested in your own story. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I totally agree. That's, uh, all of those ideas are by themselves. Beautiful. I love the way you love your mom. Take on all the, all your friends problems. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a little bit of a red flag, but like yeah. that could be good, mm-hmm. you know, um, still stop the world for us. You know, like this is an attentive person who has a lot of nurturing energy and that is something that is good. Uh, but <laughs> but <laughs> is it good because it's compulsory? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is this is a quote I I love from from I mean this is a quality that I love to see in men uh, doing yeah. stuff for other take on other people's problems. You mean yeah mm-hmm. yeah like being like nurturing and like giving and like not just obsessed with their own thing um, yeah because. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing to do when it is uh, given freely and consensually, and not just because yeah. uh, you're forced to. Um, yeah, 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 and it like, I mean, speaking on the other side of this, like, uh, I mean, it's an issue with the patriarchy in like church settings, but probably outside this too, like when it is compulsory for women to act this way. Um, but also the patriarchy is not only held up by AMAB people mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I've seen this, these traits be exercised in a very toxic way by, by women and in, and policed between women in church. Uh, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Cameron, I, I agree. Uh, the women are to blame for patriarchy and they, they should no. <laughs> What Sorry. I what I'm saying is, in part, at least in a lot of church communities that I've been a part of, yeah, I yeah. think they are. In part, to a certain degree, absolutely, yeah. to a certain degree, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I am saying that. <laughs> I think I'm starting to get tired of the the weird bit about just like pretending to take a super problematic interpretation of what you're saying. It was amusing me for a while, but I don't know. It's getting samey. I don't think you're ever going to really get tired of it. I think you're just going to keep doing it. It's, yeah, <laughs> probably like indulgently. <laughs> okay. Um, that one I actually will double down on. <laughs> oh, um, well, let's keep it rolling with number two, Deserve You. When I'm not giving up. Another thing that could be kind of a red flag. Um, yeah, totally. Talking about uh, how shitty oneself is and how they are not worthy of love or someone's love. Um, well, women are here to redeem men. <laughs> that's that's, right. That is their role. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or to pacify them. Mm-hmm. To tame the and wild to, beasts to be within the gr- them. <laughs> the grace extenders. Mm-hmm. Twas yeah, beauty so. that slayed the beast or whatever that quote is. Um yeah, I feel like I don't deserve you tonight. It's in the way you hold me. I don't deserve you tonight. It's in the things you show me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's again, it's like something that in isolation or like on its own or is talking about one specific like short-lived moment um, is or could be like kind of a nice thing to say or talk about. Um, everyone struggles with like, feel. I mean, not maybe not everyone does, but lots of people struggle with feeling worthy or feeling good or whatever yeah so if it's like a specific moment or whatever sure but if it's this could be a very vulnerable song yeah like a like hey uh are you sure this is good for you (laughs) i'm feeling like this is super asymmetrical and once you figure it out you're gonna leave you Mm -hmm. know like that could could be what the song is about but it's totally not it's totally not um yeah it's it really seems like this is um their relationship dynamic and that doesn't seem good um and then the bridge somewhere in the sky the way your body fits on mine and when you give in to me i'm so high but i'm fallen you give in to me that's something you want to hear when you're talking about sex and everyone talking about (laughs) he's in his, his his youth pastor uh sex is awesome phase and then he drops the phrase give in to me and uh 
that just like ratchets <laughs> it up yourself a whole nother level of fucked up this yeah um yeah yeah this the, <sighs> there's so much to, to to talk about in this um yeah i feel like the the gender stuff in this song is like the i don't deserve you i feel like it's it's this positioning the woman in a straight relationship the wife in a straight relationship as like a trophy mm-hmm. um as uh the th- the thing to be received mm-hmm. and like it's like a way it's like a way of like flattering you know like oh in 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 reality though you're the person who has more power right. um but we all know that really as the man like i'm you know yeah <laughs> you're like, actually empowered you're like a sign that i've like arrived or achieved something and yeah. if i don't feel like i've arrived or achieved something maybe i don't even you know deserve this trophy that you are yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's almost like the equivalent of a like a a teacher who's like performatively idealistic is like you know really i just like learn from the students you know i learn from them just as much as they learn from me and it's like is that true because if so i kind of hope do not. your fucking job yeah. you're the teacher <laughs> maybe you should read a book or something geez um <laughs> cameron i think justin bibimbop is getting worse just like in terms of like i, I don't know uh, outlook on life and relationship yeah. and whatnot. And it's probably because, I mean, he seems like he's getting more and more religious. And so he's like really buying into a lot of retrograde, like reactionary stuff. And I'm not here for it. I'm not even there. No, for it's, it. I I'm think nowhere. it's yucky. <laughs> it, it yucks and it sucks <laughs> and it doesn't. I fucks. will yuck this yum, <laughs> this yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> Cameron, I'm going to go so far as to say I will yuck this yuck because this ain't yummy in any way. That's that's how far I'm going. Hot take. I know. I'll get canceled. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anything else you want to talk about in this song? I'm Fuck ready no. to move on. Yeah. Uh, do you want it? Oh, boy. Okay. Speaking of not to like make the entire show about dog whistles and triggers, but here's a song called As I Am. I don't know why you care. Take me yep um so for those who might not be in the know uh the phrase just as i am has been a christian um stock phrase cliche for a couple hundred years now it's the title of billy graham's autobiography it's a famous hymn it's uh, a number of songs that have been titled with that also or it appears in like lyrics of other christian music of some kind or whatever um yeah so in isolation having a song called as i am is like okay yeah this is could be a song about like yeah it's it's nice to be accepted um, and not like made to feel lacking in your relationship or whatever. But I don't know it. It's another one of those things where it's like, this could be a song about God or the relationship. And either way, it's a little bit, I don't know in context feels a little icky. 
Yeah. Um, there's this idea in Christian church, and I think maybe it's reflected once or twice in the Bible, this metaphor of that, like, uh, Jesus is the bridegroom mm-hmm. and humanity is the bride. No, the church un- is the bride. The, thank you. That's yes. it. Yeah, the church. The church mm-hmm. is the bride. Mm-hmm. But like, and I don't know where this strays from the Bible, but that the bride is like unfaithful or non-virginal mm-hmm. or whatever. A whore, I think some people put A whore. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, it's lovely that you and I just can just like have a normal just sort of relationship <laughs> and like with other people and with each other and like have conversations about this uh and it's insane yeah <laughs> like <laughs> this is completely ludicrous stuff yeah yeah that's anyway, actually uh, something when we were watching the show midnight mass which we talked about in our supporters uh mini show called what's in the box weekly we spent quite a bit of time talking about that show one of the things that i was really reflecting on was taking the sort of outsider's view of seeing these like ceremonies and like processes and liturgies and like stock call and responses and stuff i was just like this is insane just like looking at this this is crazy stuff. Everyone's like dressing up in costumes and like talking about literally drinking blood and shit. And it's like, <laughs> sorry. Seems that, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not, not to like, get like completely anti-religion. There is maybe something of value in some of it perhaps. Um, but yeah, just like, yeah. If you take the sort of like, um, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Kurt Vonnegut style of like, here's like how a total outsider slash alien might walk into this and be like, what is going on here? There's a guy wearing a big dress that's bright flashing gold and he is uh, talking about everyone drinking blood. And <laughs> that's normal, I guess, here. Weird planet. Um, yeah, it's like in the context, the original context to whatever extent I remember it, or I'm just, I'm just extrapolating. Like there is something actually really powerful about the idea of a people, presumably a patriarchal society casting themselves in the feminine unempowered role. Mm -hmm. Um, There is something inherently humbling and almost queer about that. Mm -hmm. um, Using that metaphor, like in a religious setting that is interesting. Mm -hmm. And the idea that like, they are um, helpless and need to be accepted by a, a different patriarch in order to have value and to be safe, even though mm-hmm. maybe they don't deserve it. There's a lot of like rich stuff within a cultural context there yes. that I think is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the way that like the modern church uh, has... Especially American church. Yeah. Mainstream American <laughs> church, you. I should say. Yeah, I don't know how, like, you know, Ethiopia or Egypt is doing with this kind of shit these yeah. days. They're probably great. I don't know. Or maybe you know. just as bad. Yeah. Um, but or worse. America has its own flavor. Yeah. And the way that this has, the metaphor has been, uh, it doesn't hold up, is songs like this, mm-hmm. where Justin is saying, like, even though I'm a bad person, you know, you stay with me. <laughs> Even though I'm like volatile and like emotionally, uh, like 
not dependent, mm-hmm. um, dependable. Um, you, you stay with me, you, you know, and ultimately you should, cause that's what, you know, Jesus would do. We're, we're all Christians here. You mm-hmm. know, you need to forgive me. You know, there's this like underlying insidious, like compulsory forgiveness. Yeah. No matter how awful um, I am to you, no matter how many times yeah. I like hit you, for instance, that's been used to justify lots of that kind of stuff, like domestic violence and, uh, domestic yeah. terrorism, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. This is, yeah. I, yeah. This is, it's, it, it, there's a lot of complicated things going on here. I think, um, like Cameron has been sort of alluding to or talking about, there are lots of like potentially beautiful ideas or thoughts or, or dynamics going on in some of these like religious traditions, um, including like the idea of being accepted for as you are. That yeah. is a nice thing. It's, it gets like so problematic though, when uh, Justin Badbeer like embraces the most like, <laughs> retrograde like ass backwards like awful american expressions of these religious ideas that have like twisted them and perverted them in these just horrific ways and and this is not like he's not talking about like hitting this woman right he he's not he's not like the worst expression of this stuff it's just like there's this undercurrent of like oh boy like there's how far could this go you know yeah, and it's like I don't know if the problem is that he's actually not behaving or if it's just compounding religious guilt or or that makes him feel worthless or whatever, but um or somewhere in between, mm-hmm. you know? But like it's all super worrisome. Mhm. Uh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um how about we try to stay off the religious stuff for the rest of the episode, more or less? Um, and well, that might be hard to do considering there's a song literally called Holy, Holy. featuring <laughs> Chance the Rapper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about off? Is off my face? Oh, mm. is that the one where it says no words, but we speak in tongues? Yes. <laughs> oh boy, it's, that's what this album is. Yes, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's like. <laughs> oh boy um yeah that uh, i think there may be many meanings there although wow um wow oh my god check out the genius annotation on that line by the way it's all about the speaking in tongues as religion it gets into cessationism versus continuationism in the Jesus. genius annotation holy shit and then at the very end the very end tiny little paragraph though it is purely spe- speculative bieber may be hinting that he and his wife Haley both speak in tongues as christians while it also may just be a play on words for french kissing kissing involving the tongue thanks for clearing that up for us <laughs> yeah i have a feeling it's both i was thinking it was i think it was cunnilingus or like doing oral stuff you know doing mouth stuff that's what uh, i would expect I in a pop song you know we're uh, way past we're french bearing kissing wi- bearing witness is just a way of doing mouth stuff for jesus <laughs> essentially uh, yeah um okay uh, well what do you what do you actually want to talk about oh man well i kind of want to skip holy considering well, that's got chance the rapper on it 
I didn't take a sound sample of Chance. Yeah, it's another. I song. like his flow. I'm kind of bored of his whole thing. Yeah. It's like he just it, it, Chance the Rapper is like kind of just the same. He just like loves his wife, and I be- I actually believe him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I'm like I don't know. I don't need any more <laughs> songs about this. Yeah, you're, I'm glad you're happy. I'm gonna listen to someone else. Yeah. Um, on the plus side, though, Chance the Rapper did um, compare this album to Michael Jackson, so that's a uh, it's a, a timely Chance. and uh, tasteful thing to do. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, and, and maybe this is a hot take, I think I've said it on the album before. I think Michael Jackson's a really bad lyricist. So maybe that's what he was. Maybe it was a subtle dig. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Chance gets so religious too. I mean, this is straight up like a CCM album. God, this is... Oh, man. He's not sorry that he tricked us. I mean, I know I've said it before, but he's really not sorry this time around. Maybe we talk about Unstable? Okay. Let's let's do that. Yeah. Showed you the door you told me anyway When I was broken in pieces You were my peace of mind You were my peace of mind Yeah, you love me, you love me yeah so i mean this is essentially the same song that we just listened to i think think this one's better it is it's better but it's we've just because we skipped a few we just had three songs in in the row that were the exact same idea like i'm bad but you still like me for some reason and i like that I, I appreciate that this song is about kind of being neurotic and being unstable and being mm-hmm. anxious. Um, sometimes I think I overthink and I start to feel anxiety. <laughs> that's there were times I couldn't that's even a breathe. Fun lyric. I mean, if if I thought that he had any like self awareness, I would like. Yeah. Sometimes I think I overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> if I believed, but that, on the other hand, <laughs> on the other hand, maybe I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't so believe I, I appreciate the specifics in this song that aren't about mistreatment necessarily, but about mm-hmm. like kind of understandable, you know, just like it's hard to be in a relation in a partnership. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're going to like kind of freak out a little bit. And it means a lot when someone is down mm-hmm. and when they have space for you to freak out a little bit. Um, like, what is he, he, you know, like even just the line, there were times I couldn't even breathe. Like that's a really vulnerable line. And it's not about his behavior. It's about his mental health. And, you know, it means a lot to have someone when you're having an anxiety attack, mm-hmm. uh, not, like ratchet you up mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you're when you're yes. feeling anxious you know mm-hmm. um when i was broken in pieces you were my peace of mind like all of this stuff is these specifics are like helpful for mm-hmm. me to appreciate this song it's like okay are you just talking about like you know sometimes you're a mess and it's nice when someone can see you as a mess and still love you like yeah mm-hmm. that's nice i think this song is sweet maybe not particularly artful no but um it's not but uh, I think it it does a better job at being a little less of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, although it does get super religious when the kid Leroy shows up. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, here's an interesting thing that uh, Justin Beerby said about this song in a Vogue interview. This is on the genius sidebar here. When the song is finished, uh, Beefart said, it was important for me to not only talk about the lovey-dovey stuff, but to also talk about some of the struggles and think about what people are going through at this time. A lot of people have lost jobs, lost loved ones. Their whole lives have been turned around. It's caused a lot of instability. So I hope justice can provide some comfort or stability. Uh, if I just constantly talk about my wife and how hot she is and how I don't deserve her, but God loves us. <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh... Yeah, this this doesn't have anything to do with people <laughs> struggling in, in COVID. Like, unless it's literally just like, and you're supposed to feel about God the way that I feel about my wife. I um, guess, but that doesn't, I mean, I don't know. that's not very specifically about COVID either. Um, no. You know who does have some very uh, pointed and wise and not at all co-opted words about the COVID uh, pandemic? Uh, Martin Luther King Jr., and here we go. This morning, that if you have never found something so dear and so precious to you that you will die for it, then you aren't fit to live. Make it dead. Make it You may be 38 years old as I happen to be. And one day, people were wilding out back then, smoking, drinking, banging out kids. Man, people were like 50 yeah. when they were 30 back then. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Um, so, do you think. So, this is. This track is all Justin doing is. Just again, a really incredible Martin Luther King Jr. impression. Yes, um, he's really he's good at it. Worked way harder on this than the whole rest of the album. Yeah, and um, it's so good that I think it just—it's it, not even problematic for him to do that because <laughs> he just nails it so so be, so well. <laughs> um, but he—he's—it's uh, sort of this this quote, this sermon, or whatever this is. I don't know what the context for it is, but it is an excerpt. Oh yeah, it's a from rare. A sermon it's basically like you have to stand for something or you fall for anything and like it's kind of like that and also like you have to live your life with like a passion um that you're willing to sacrifice for yeah and the thing that that justin bullpit is is choosing to stand up for and the stand he is going to make the great principle is banging his hot wife which is awesome (laughs) even though he doesn't deserve her i i kind of wonder if this isn't supported by the text in this album at all because there should no there should be no mlk quotes in this album yeah it is inappropriate (laughs) Uh, but i feel like maybe what he's trying to say is that like his public expression of his faith is the thing that like, is he trying to say like, I don't care. I'm not sorry that I tricked you. Basically. I think I'm going to be a Christian. I think that's what he's getting at. Yeah. He, he, this is him taking a stand. He is, he is interpreting Martin Luther King Jr. In the most abstracted, spiritualized, uh, non-material way. Yeah. He is saying, Oh, He's talking about taking a stand and uh, fighting injustice. And the way I'm going to do that is by being a super rich pop star who just mouths off about God all the time. 
Right. Like MLK says, um, you're afraid that you will lose your job or that you'll be criticized or lose your popularity. Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, (laughs) um, Justin Berber um, stops. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the part that he's taking seriously. It's like, oh, yeah, as a Christian, like I'm Mm -hmm. going to get canceled in some way. But then MLK goes on to say, or you're afraid that somebody will stab you or shoot at you or bomb your house. <laughs> and so you refuse to take the stand. Uh-huh. And that's in this track. Yes. Uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't think that uh, uh, Justin Beanstalk is, is concerned about those things. I think that he's doing some false equivalency. What? And uh, From a Christian? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Christians are the are the most. Um, They're persecuted. They're persecuted the real minority here in the in the U.S. <laughs> if you think about it, yes. Um. Oh boy, what can we like? Is there anything on this album that isn't just like a kind of icky, problematic love song? Okay, let's look. Kind of um, through. Die for you certainly sounds like it. Jesus. <laughs> Um, okay, so something that I think is funny is the song Ghost. Love that movie. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. Funny. So hot. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. Has anyone seen Haley Baldwin recently? Are we sure that she is still alive? <laughs> here's the here's the thing. This song is inspired by his grandpa dying. What? What? Yeah. Uh, I miss your February touch some nights when I'm 20- hollow. Yeah. His grandpa touches him? Well, it says on February 26, 2021, Justin's paternal grandfather, George, passed away unexpectedly in his house the same day that Justin announced justice. Uh, the cause of his death is unknown, but it could be a major factor of what Justice croons about. Croons about. Croons. He croons. <laughs> no. <laughs> so maybe that that timeline doesn't make a lot of sense unless he announced it and then did some additional songwriting. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's true, then it's like, well, what? A- <laughs> Why did you make it about someone that you're? Getting it on the fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Your memory is ecstasy, Grandpa. Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I uh, want I you more than life. to know. Mm. Yes. Um, it's okay to miss your grandpa. You shouldn't yeah. miss your grandpa more sexually. than life. You shouldn't miss your grandpa I'm, sexually. I think that's a line I'm willing to, <laughs> to take a stand on. I'm. I'm going to make a. I'm. I'll probably have grandkids someday. And uh, I just want to shout out to my grandkids. If when I die, you ever say, I miss you more than life, referring to me, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I should not be the most important person in your life. You can miss me a little bit. You could cry. But do not miss me more than life. That I don't appreciate that. Do not do that. You also, fucked up. Also, <laughs> seems kind of troubling implication that maybe you are trying to go join your grandpa in the afterlife perhaps <laughs> i'll be there soon grandpa. i'm come. coming gramps 
<laughs> yeah, what a weird fucking song. Uh Yeah, I mean, it's he has been so consumed by his weird ideas about religion and relationships um that he is incapable of talking about anything not in those terms. And so we get sexy grandpa, <laughs> sexy dead grandpa the song. <laughs> the musical. Oh man. Um let's read some comments. KI double L says a kill, apparently. Hmm. Says this is so good, thirty-eight upvotes. I'm gonna downvote that with the official think outside the box set. Account uh Danielle spelled with a V instead of an A says this song makes me think of all the people we've lost in twenty twenty. I'm downvoting that too. Yeah. Please do. Uh here's an interesting one. Sheila sucks <laughs> with two X's says this song is about losing someone like death who you love and not in the way y'all think LMAO. Oh. Huh. <laughs> what is, what could that mean? I'm on the fence with that one. I don't know whether I want to upvote or downvote that one. Then why am I vote? crying? This song is so beautiful. Um, I appreciate that. I don't want to punish anyone for crying. I'm going to upvote that one. Best song on the album for me, downvote. Okay, I've weighed in. Hmm. <laughs> Good job. Someone had to do it. Uh, All right. Okay. What uh, else? Pe- we got to talk about Peaches. We must. It's the talk only song on this album that isn't the same song on this album. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you ever I, seen those bumper stickers that say think globally fuck locally mm-hmm. i think justin could use to see one of those mm-hmm. <laughs> just importing all this stuff <laughs> yeah what about like local food man come on um what do you think about i mean i think this is a religious line i get my light right from the source obviously yeah, that's it. obviously i think source should actually be capitalized in lyrics because i'm pretty sure that justin wrote it that way or intended that way oh oh there's my i why do we have to do this on tuesday nights did i decide that that's when i take out you, the trash and yeah. i get an alarm every yes. time <laughs> okay, taking out the space, trash I'm gonna... oh no does that mean you're kicking me off the show <laughs> it's been a long time coming <laughs> it certainly has um yeah so i this uh, this uh chorus is deceptive and i was like oh for sure this is like kind of a throwback song where he's almost like quasi bragging or whatever no he's actually um he's just still talking about god and his hot wife that he loves to bang uh <laughs> I say, oh, the and way I... they're the same. They're the same. His hot God he wants to bang. I say, oh, the way I breathe you in. It's the texture of your skin. I want to wrap my arms around you, baby, and wear you like a skin suit. Never let you go. Oh, and I say, oh, <laughs> there's nothing like your touch. Some of those were implied. Uh, there's nothing you like your touch. you want to fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. Uh, there's nothing like your touch. It's the way you lift me up. Yeah, and I'll be right here with you till the end of time marriage is eternal even in the afterlife 
end of time. So I read all the left behind books in high school. Oh, good. <laughs> um, not all of them. There's because you know they made a lot of money on those, and why would they stop? Yeah, um, of course. But uh, okay, this is a sidebar. But I think there's like literally a book about how they make it to the like final apocalypse, and then it's the ten thousand years before God's ju- final judgment, and then there's another, or it's maybe just a thousand years, but then there's like Satan gets involved again after the like Christian apocalypse. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and then people start sinning again. Cause <laughs> there's a thousand years. It's, it's like the most contrived, bizarre thing. Uh, anyway. Um, they just had to extend so the a, franchise, you know, there's a plot line in the, sh- in the books where um, one of the protagonists wife's uh, wife, his wife dies. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he remarries, or maybe his wife is raptured. Sin. I forget. Um, but he remarries, and uh, it's in this like weird double wedding. And then um, eventually, he gets to meet his original wife and his new wife. And because marriage is eternal, but it's okay to remarry once a partner has died, they have this like sister wife thing <laughs> like that's in the books oh great i mean that that's always kind of like, like the logical conclusion eternity. of like some of those ideas or whatever but yeah it's weird to see it like actually <laughs> depicted <laughs> yeah um bonus i, I got two like hot wives more, to bang <laughs> i would have been way more into it if they had depicted that in the re- in the gender reverse if there's just like a woman character with like two husbands or three um or more because I I don't think they would have done it. No, they definitely um, would. Because I think in the in the back of their mind, they're just like, yeah. So even though we don't condone this publicly, we still think that it's okay to have multiple wives and not the other way around. Yeah, obviously. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. So I get so, my peaches out in Georgia. What the fuck is he talking about there? Is he? Is this a literal line about how he likes to go eat peaches in Georgia? Oh yeah, shit is the uh, oh yeah shit. The call response. <laughs> Get my weed from California. That's that shit. Hmm. Rhyming shit with shit. You don't say. Um. Yeah. I. I keep trying to think of like some sort of metaphorical weight to that line, especially given it's the first line of the chorus. It is the most important line in the chorus, with maybe the exception of the end of it. Um. Depending on how a chorus is constructed. Um. Yeah. But I can't come up with anything. I was trying to see if, like, is his wife from Georgia and he's making some sort of, like, weird emoji joke about her butt or, like, genitals, uh, calling that know. a peach or something. Uh, she's not from Georgia. She's from, like, Tucson. Uh, so unless there's a Tucson, Georgia. Um, is he just literally talking about, like, going peach picking? I don't know. Also, you're um, bragging about traveling all the way across the country in the middle of a pandemic when things are supposed to be locked down. Uh, yeah. So that's a good look. Uh, it's all Instacarted. <laughs> you ever Instacart weed straight from California? <laughs> you got to tip big. <laughs> but, but Justin Beerby doesn't tip big. Um, he seems like the kind of guy who would like leave a, a $0 tip with like a smiley face and like a cross next to it. Pretty sure that's oh the kind of thing he Oh my god, I wonder if... Or leave it, like, write a Bible verse in the, like, tip line. <laughs> like, John 316, smiley. 
<laughs> oh my god here's a tip <laughs> here's a tip everlasting life that's worth more than any money okay i found um an article chance the rapper justin bieber and Haley bieber slammed for restaurant behavior they all Ooh. sucked 2020 seems to be the year of exposing celebrities for their bad behavior whether they're being called out on Twitter or TikTok, it seems that people are over their antics. Recently, Haley <laughs> Bieber was <laughs> called out there. for her past restaurant etiquette by a TikTok user. The former hostess claimed that the young model was never nice. When the news got back to Haley, she apologized and expressed hope that she could be that she could right this wrong in the future. But now she's being called out again for poor etiquette, along with her husband, 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 <laughs> husband. husband Justin Baldwin and Chance the Rapper. <laughs> Recently, circle. someone submitted an anonymous claim to the Instagram account Dumois. Um, they claimed that Haley, her husband Justin, and Chance the Rapper all demonstrated poor behavior during a recent visit to a trendy Chicago restaurant. Justin Blank was just in Chicago. The post began. He was eating at Beatrix in the West Loop with Haley and Chance. I was just there last night, and the waitress concern- confirmed that they all sucked. Uh, huh? No, no specifics, no, no details. Details. Um, okay. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Web search for said it. they were walking about without masks on. Of course. Stayed for a while and didn't pay or leave a tip. For the what? Server. I was expecting not tipping, but not even paying at all. Holy wow. Shit. He exceeds no my paying. expectations. Uh, yeah, we didn't order food, just drinks so we could talk, Chance the Rapper wrote, attempting to justify the behavior. And my homie owns the restaurant and told us not to pay. Huh. Uh, um, did he but also I can understand why the server would be confused and upset about a tip. Tell him I got him next time. <laughs> what a fantastic thing to say. Not like I'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, track them down and like give them some cash or whatever. I'm gonna Venmo them like fifty bucks or whatever. Not that I'm gonna yeah. like make it right. It's like, yeah, homie, I'll catch you next time. It's like, it's weird, like yeah, karma uh, thing. I wouldn't want the public knowing me and my millionaire friends didn't tip on a free meal after receiving uh, receiving service in the middle of a pandemic. One Twitter user responded to to the story. That's kind of embarrassing. Seeing the backlash to his response, chat chance the rapper chose to delete his original tweet. Of course, Twitter users took offense to that too. Um, yeah, that's hilarious <laughs> yeah i i did a search for uh justin bean blossom doesn't tip and i found a story of him going to a uh, indoor skydiving facility in las vegas and on a 1600 dollar bill uh didn't tip anything at all for the staff um, holy shit yeah and he didn't have to pay at all because the owner was like hey if you just post to instagram about it you know you can have it for free this right. is a person who's worth $200 million. I mean, I guess you never stop being a cheapskate no matter how much money you have. That's, I think that's pretty well established <laughs> by this point. But like 16, yeah. that's like nothing. That is like lint in his couch. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is a thing I've encountered. I, haven't, I don't have any clients or students. Um, I'm like a weird banjo celebrity. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A little bit in a very niche community, yes. and it doesn't really mean anything. Um, but um, so I like, you know, I have banjo students, and uh, I occasionally will get like one off, like boom, white boomer men 
lessons. And mm-hmm. occasionally, every once in a while, one of them will stay with consistent with me with lessons. But ultimately, the only people who who I consistently teach to, basically, a vast majority of my students are um, women in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, but e- even though they're like demographically not necessarily the people who are making the most money among my student base. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, anyway, so I've just like multiple times had like, whether it's for supporting my old time music podcast or studying with me or whatever, just like white men try to like haggle me. Oh boy. Who are like doctors and lawyers. <laughs> you know, it's like fucking come on. Like I should be charging you more. Some, some people do that. Yeah. You know, they're like, they have a sliding scale that, that they impose. Yeah. <laughs> you I know? love that. It's like, yeah, way. if you're, if you're a lawyer, like I'm going to charge you more because you can afford more and you're going to subsidize, um, students from like you know uh like my my like one of my other students who's like a like a queer southern tattoo artist you Mm -hmm. know probably doesn't like make a ton of money right yeah um but like i want to hang out with him every week and i want to teach him banjo you know but like anyway it's um, just so weird that they think it's worth their time and energy to be like hey instead of 40 dollars, how about 38 dollars?" it's like come on dude like this is worth thinking about to you there's got to be a point where you have to realize that like, okay, like I've been, I've used this tactic and it's gotten me this far, but now I don't have to do that anymore. Right. But I think it's like too fun for them or something. Yeah. Um, that's probably it. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> goblin behavior. Yeah. It's, it's real goblin behavior. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, uh, Becca, uh, former guest of the show and current partner of me, former um, and future been, guest of the show. Yeah. And fe- of course, um, <laughs> for whenever we cover more T Swift or yeah. other artists that, uh, she cares about. Yes. Um, she's been reading Harry Potter, um, to, to Theo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's just like all of this, like, world building that's like peripheral about how much the goblins suck (laughs) (laughs) but there's like all these like i mean maybe it's just my maybe it's my fault for going there but it seems like all of these like like anti-semitic dog whistles yeah there's there's a lot of those in like goblins or dwarves or like some of those like fantasy uh yeah (laughs) well i mean it's the inherent idea of like every race being like the same which shows up in fantasy yeah. and like Star Trek and stuff. It's like, oh, people from this uh, planet just are all the same in these yeah. ways. And they might have some like minor differences, but they're all basically the same. You get it. Uh, so it's pretty inherently like stereotyping. And then to just like, yeah, they like, they have long noses and they love gold. And it's like, whoa, okay. Uh, slow your roll there. Just kidding, Rowling. Uh, we're, uh, prob- hopefully going to start a new D and D campaign soon. Yeah. With, um, yeah. Yeah. Together with some, our partners and some other people. Um, but, uh, my policy is when I'm DMing, um, is I don't have half orcs, uh, mm. in my games. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you want to play an orc, it's just an orc. It's not a half orc because the description of the half orc is that like, 
in the in the player's handbook that was released not that long ago mm. is basically just like yeah you're like a product of rape and you know and Ooh. your whole thing is that you're like um trying to uh contend with your evil ancestry of you know being an orc which is an evil being and um like that's like in the handbook uh, ooh, it's hey. insane <laughs> like it was i don't know 2014 13 Oof. not that long ago no um, yeah it's really bad <laughs> <clears throat> this is the, the most current edition of D. <laughs> anyway uh what were we talking about i don't want to talk about justin yeah Let's. We got to talk uh, about the I've last ran, song, "Lonely." I've run out of names. Yes, <laughs> replacement names. Uh, we got to talk about "Lonely" because with this song, Justin Bong Bong <gasps> uh, crosses a new threshold. That's true. And everything is not the same now. It feels like all the lives have changed. Maybe when I'm older, it'll all calm down, but it's killing me now. What if you had? Nobody to call Maybe then you'd know me Cause I've had This is like maybe the first song that could be argued to actually be somewhat uh, tangentially about 2020 or the COVID <laughs> pandemic. Sure. Perhaps. Maybe. Although it's mostly just about... <laughs> <laughs> just in blank blank and how famous he is and how it, it's um bad. yeah i mean I, I believe it's bad to be famous i mean sure listeners like cameron cameron was being like very modest earlier like they're famous like you can't go to a freaking grocery store with this <laughs> with this banjo celebrity without getting accosted by every tom dick and harry you know those people in the melon section walking around with banjos in your local Whole Foods? They just swarm yeah. on Cameron. Yeah, they're just like, well, I gotta talk to you about your nail, your <laughs> nail discipline. <laughs> <laughs> what products do you use? Um, you ever, you ever, you ever played? Uh, tried to play a banjo with a like a galvanized like construction nail, just like for a, <laughs> the, the joke, the bit of it. <laughs> you ever try that? Not yet. <laughs> Um, I don't really like, the, yeah, the, I don't feel like the swear is earned. I don't think we, no one's we, listening and that's just fucking lonely. Right. I, well, I think I didn't have it on the sound sample, so maybe I can pull it up real quick on the, uh, do the live okay. Spotify thing. Let's see. Let's rate it, the swear. Yeah. Fucking lonely. But no one's listening. And that's just fucking lonely. Yeah, so it's 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 tough to find like a less artful song than this, um, <laughs> and and I mean this is like this is like self parody. This is like a cliche of be like, oh yeah, and then you're gonna go off and write a song that's like, I'm so lonely. Like that's literally what he did. Okay, that's like it's it's mind blowing. Okay. Yeah, there was, like, better stuff in the, like, super cynical, like, Britney Spears, you know, songs about, like, her being misunderstood as a, mm-hmm. as a superstar. There's, like, better songwriting in, in those. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, 
he does try to get a little deeper with it. Um, uh, he says in verse two, everybody knows my past now, like my house was always made of glass. And maybe that's the price you pay for the money and fame at an early age. And everybody saw me sick and I felt like no one gave a shit. They criticized the things I did as an idiot kid. Yeah. I feel like you kind of have a point there. I don't, you're not maybe expressing it in the most like uh, mature or self-aware or interesting way, perhaps, but yeah. there's a certain point to that. Also, he did some really shitty stuff, and it was yes, as a young adult, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's <was> pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, like like driving drunk and yeah, ninety miles really an hour bad. or whatever. He it's killed like, somebody. Yeah, it's kind of a miracle he didn't. Yeah, I mean, like, hopefully he didn't actually. Uh, actually, that's a good point. <laughs> he's got a lot of he's got a lot of money. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, Phineas is on this song, the main Billie Eilish. Uh, oh. collaborator and brother, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what he's doing on this. Looks like I he's, guess he's second. playing keyboard with Benny Blanco. Ah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of people yeah. that uh, Justin Bumby collaborates with on this album that I do not recognize or I've heard of. Um, that's kind of nice to like, maybe like be generous with your uh, fame in that way and like highlight people and maybe like give them a boost to their careers. I kind of like that. Sure. If, I mean... I mean, I don't think Phineas needs any help. Right, not, not Phineas. Benny Blanco is, though. Benny Blanco, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. What if he had it all but nobody to call? Maybe then you'd know me. Um, it's hard to take you seriously, Justin, when you've just given us uh, approximately 18,000 songs about how hot your wife is and how you have sex together every night in your bed. And also God is your wife and uh, God's also your husband and you're his wife and that you're never alone because God is always there to love you and your God is hot and you love to bang. Like you just told us so much about how you're never, ever lonely. Right. Basically. <laughs> So it's it's a little rich to uh, end this album with this. Which which songs do you don't want us do you not want us to believe? Yeah. This one or all of the rest of your songs? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. One or the other. Um yeah, and Okay. Hmm? I think we should maybe when you're ready mm-hmm. close out with uh our new soundboard piece that I that I took. Oh, I think it's the. Oh it's, yes, it's I, the see. One I see. I see. Love is. you different. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. The, I think the it's only, best out of context. I agree. Yeah. Let's not talk about that song. Yeah. It's it's this it's another of the same song. Yeah. We've we've already heard it like six times already. Um. Yeah. So this is in verse one before he just starts talking about himself and only his fame. This is like the first time that I caught like a whiff of anything that actually smelled like twenty twenty when he says. Um, and everything is not the same now. It feels like all our lives have changed. Maybe when I'm older, it'll all calm down, but it's killing me now. And it's like, okay, maybe he's kind of talking about, oh, wait, now he's talking about maybe when I'm older, it's killing me now. Oh, you're just, yeah. And you could write a song about being lonely during COVID times, during quarantines, sure. during lockdowns, but doesn't seem like that's what he did. So, yeah, it's just like... and. If this were about the pandemic, it's one of the most insipid ways of writing about it possible. Just just say everything yeah. is not the same now. It feels like all our lives have changed. He's basically just reading from like the hallmark email that 
the Hallmark company sent out to all their customers during lockdown in these trying times. We've all got to was come he together. On, was he on the... Um, uh, wasn't there like a celebrity pandemic oh, music you're video right. where they all sang something? What was it? It was when they they were all like posing on their was mega yachts and on their penthouse uh, from their mansions. And they're just like, we're okay. all coming together. I think it's... Yeah, it's uh, Imagine. Oh, no. I forgot okay, that it was a, a cover of... Gal Gadot. Um, I don't recognize... Oh, wow. This isn't put together very well. There's Cyclops. There's Sarah Silverman. <laughs> Natalie Sportsman. Um, uh, who else? This is really sloppy. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Silverman wow. was there. Jimmy Fallon. Amy Adams. Zoe Kravitz. Sia. Will Ferrell. Or <laughs> Will Ferrell, I mean... What a dummy! They're all in different keys. This is this sucks. <laughs> are you are you watching it right now? Yeah. Oh, I believe that it sucks. Also, I mean, this song sucks. Like, come on, Imagine by John Lennon. Like, I hate that song. I hate John Lennon. We've we've hated on Jen, John Lennon enough. <laughs> Imagine the world you know? me, <laughs> beat me, wife. Like, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I I should not keep like <laughs> trying to go back to that for uh humorous effect, but it's true. I mean, it's insane that people still idolize him because he's so terrible. Yes. Um anyway, uh did you know that Get Back uh originally was a song called like No Pakistanis? <laughs> I can't tell if you're joking or not. No, I'm serious. What? It's like yeah, it's like a like th- there's a there's a demo where Paul McCartney I think it's Paul McCartney who sings it I think um, is just sort of it seems like kind of like ad libbing just like ah oh, they're taking all our jobs and stuff and it's like I guess an argument could be made that it's sort of a Colbert rapport style like right wing impression yeah but also maybe not like i don't know hmm. like i don't know what the context is wikipedia um, definitely comes down on the on the side of um parody and criticism um at the time there was this uh member of parliament named enoch powell um who was just like ultra racist and xenophobic and like nationalist and stuff and he was i think getting some like quite a bit of attention and was like kind of making his career off of being a, a flaming racist interesting flaming racist yeah (laughs) well i'm done talking about justin benevolence hey just so you know we've been talking about justin bieber this whole time wait what i know we've been doing a really good job at like masking it but uh yeah whoa this is the prestige i didn't even know (laughs) at the end (laughs) we've just been talking about his twins (laughs) Cue James Newton Howard score underneath or yeah. whatever, whoever does those movies. I've never seen that movie, but I've heard like lots of people reference it. Like the the trick being like you can accomplish a really cool magic trick if you don't mind your brother drowning or like something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, Justin. I mean, or sorry, Christopher <laughs> Nolan understands the human experience, and yeah. you know that's he, what and you he walk is away with. definitely human, and there's nothing oh, yeah. more to talk about there. Not. Not a space alien, that's for sure. <laughs> Not an AI. No, no, no. 
I think that movie's great. David Bowie's in it and plays Tesla. He is in it's in fucking. It. I mean, that's I fucking think awesome. That lovely. Uh, yeah, yeah, I should watch it. I think. Um, yeah. Also, I think everyone should watch Tenet. I think it's super fun. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think. I think that's a bridge too far. I don't know if I can. You just have to like lose yourself to it and and like think about Christopher Nolan and his weird like World War Two dad like <laughs> philosophies. Mm-hmm. Just let it wash over you. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, we Let's should be done. we should be done talking about now that now that the ruse is over, we can finally use his real name, Justin Beelzebub. Yeah. We can stop talking about him. <laughs> We've covered his last album forever, and he'll trouble us no more. We should talk about the future a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good the, point. Well, the, don't worry, people. We're continuing on. We're planning on continuing to do yes. this show. Yeah. But I just mean like we're. I'm going to go on a vacation with my family. How dare in November. You? Uh, which means that hopefully we'll not miss an episode. Maybe we'll miss one, but we're planning on trying to like stock up a few, but we're going to do like a bunch of palate cleansers. Um, so we'll do, uh, Montero. Mm hmm. Little Nas X, which I, I'm seeing is not an actual palate cleanser, but as like its own season that we're covering. That's his only studio album, right? Yeah. He's got some other EPs and shit. It's the little Nas X season. Yeah. 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 I want to talk about that because uh, I think it's fascinating. Um, I've listened to the album. I think it's has some nice moments. It's not great, <laughs> okay. personally. Yeah. But a little spoiler. Um, and then we got some follow-up to do because ICP is coming out with an album on Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then ABBA is coming out with an album uh, the week after that mm-hmm. um, on uh, the 5th of November. Remember, yeah. remember, mm-hmm. Voyage is coming out from ABBA. Which is crazy. It's such a special time. Yeah, it that, is. Like, it's been a minute since they've released an album. Yeah. If only, if only we had like a Garf album, just really rounded out. I think they probably have a new album coming out because of they've just been getting a lot of TikTok play. Really? Yeah, their audio is getting used on TikTok all the time. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, and then they got on TikTok and like started like participating, and I think it's revived them. Um, anyway, thing. uh, but I'm because of, we're going to have to do two things in between Lil Nas X and ICP and ABBA. You're not going to get them right away because of the timing. And I'm not planning on doing any, I think outside the box set recording while I'm, uh, in Kauai. Yes. So yeah, we, uh, so we'll figure to be out what that is. Yes. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for li- listening with us, sticking us th- sticking with us through this whole season of uh, just kind of a bummer of a story arc. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm disappointed. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> but thanks for sticking with us, y'all. We'll be back next week with uh, Lil Nas X's Montero. Until that time, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Support us in a couple different important ways. Reviewing us on the iTunes is one way. Telling people about it. Sharing the show. Being like, hey, there's this show where people uh, are talking about like music and stuff. And here, you should listen to it. That's a great pitch. And people will love it. Uh, you can also support us even more directly by going to support.boxset.website. Kick us a few bucks. You'll get access to all of our bonus materials, which mostly includes our weekly mini show called What's in the Box Weekly. And Cameron, what did you talk about? 
on what the box we leave. I talked leave. about Cowboy Bebop's. Cowboys Bebop. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Justin Bieber. I'm talking about the anime. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I talked about a movie called And Then We Danced, which uh, is a cool independent foreign drama. Um, about peaches. About peaches. <laughs> in, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> uh, it's from Georgia. Yes. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were making an oblique reference to uh, the peach from "Call Me by Your Name." I'm not not making that reference. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> there it is. Uh, the other thing you should do is listen to Cameron's other podcast, "Get Up in the Cool." We were just talking about how they're like a banjo celebrity, mon- monster, uh, god uh, on the instrument, and uh, this is where they, they sit down and they, they play with people. A monster god. <laughs> a That's monster what they call me. God. <laughs> those are synonyms uh in rock and roll uh uh instrumentation fandom for some reason uh yeah go go it's my um fundraising month which oh. means that um in the cool month you know i'm gonna like spend a little extra time like telling you to support the show if you're listening but also i'm sharing some extra special interviews go listen to my episode with ann fung it's fucking great it's from a week and a half ago at the time of this episode's release it's uh she, she's like a flautist with twisted pine and uh it's one of the most adventurous kind of like old time jams that i've that i've done in a while it's great that's awesome go listen to that flute and banjo hell yeah when was the last time you heard that combo listener all right well until next week with lil nas x i've been nathan hunt and i feel like i don't deserve you tonight and i'm camera do it and i'm coming gramps <laughs> <laughs> There's perhaps a double meaning to that phrase. <laughs> Considering uh, how he misses don't Grandpa Don't take sexually. that out of context. <laughs> <laughs> uh.